This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms, and welcome to part two of how to follow your passion. I'm excited to be here today. And I have to tell you, I have this habit of getting really excited about recording episodes. And then I wait until I'm like up against a deadline. So it is currently 5.03. And I'm supposed to pick Vinny up from school at 5.30. So we're going to get this done in 30. I mean, he's across the street. So it takes me one minute to walk over there. And I can be a couple minutes late. But for some reason, like I could have done this three hours ago, and things just kept getting in the way. This is how I procrastinate. And then right when I'm up against a deadline, I have to like push to get it done. And I did not used to be this way. This actually is relevant to our topic today. I did not used to be this way. I used to be the kind of person with a deadline. That like if I had a deadline of something being due today, I would have had it done three days ago. I don't know at what point this happened long before I had it was a mom that somehow my ability to like work ahead of deadlines and ahead of schedule, I lost it completely. I don't know where it went. It was something that was with me all through like high school and college. And then somewhere in my 20s, I left it in a park somewhere. I don't even know what happened. So anyway, so we're up against the deadline. So we're going to fly through some information today. This is actually really great stuff. I'm really excited and I'm passionate about talking about passion. If you missed the first episode, part one, make sure you go back and listen to part one before you listen to part two, or you can listen to it after. But I am going to reference a few things from that first episode. So just know that it's there and make sure that you listen to that as well. If you are looking into following a new passion. So like I talked about in episode one, maybe you're wanting to change careers. Maybe you're wanting to advance in your current career. Maybe you're wanting to go from being at home with kids back into the workforce. Maybe you're wanting to go from the workforce to staying at home with kids. We can be all over the place here and this is pertinent information. So I'm going to give you a lot of tips today on 
how you can follow your passion, whatever that means for you. That can mean very different things for different people. For me, that recently meant in addition to running my gym here in Seattle, I started this podcast. That was me following a new passion and I had to be strategic about how I did that. So, and I've talked to you over time about kind of how I rolled that out, how I implemented that, but it was all something that was like strategically planned. My time is very limited. My time is divided between my family, you know, being a mom, running the gym, keeping up on like taking care of myself, which is a huge priority for me. And then now adding the podcast to that. So following my passion, I definitely, I don't have the time or leisure to be really like careless about it. It has to be pretty strategic. And I think that most moms are in the same boat, that if you want to add something to your plate, you have to find a way to make it fit. And so I'm hoping that this will help you find a way to make your passion fit, whatever your passion might be in whatever direction you're headed right now. So what I want to talk about today is transitions in following your passion, creating space in following your passion. We're going to talk about hustling, which is not my favorite thing, but sometimes it has to be done. We're going to talk about your support system. We're going to talk about being kind, but also being fierce. And we're going to talk about following those who have gone before you. So those are kind of the six areas we're going to talk about as we dive into this topic and work through this information. So you might want to take some notes. I will also make sure that I have everything I refer to in terms of links and stuff will be linked up over at our show notes at shamelessmom.com. You can go over to shamelessmom.com, find this episode following your passion part two. And that will be a place where you can get all sorts of resources because I'm going to mention some things that I've used as resources that I think might be helpful to you. So definitely make sure to head over to shamelessmom.com following your passions part two to find all the show notes and all the information and links from today. So with that, let's go ahead and start with transitions. Okay. I talked a lot about my my transition plan between careers, between my job when I was working in the psychiatric hospital and then moving into personal training years ago. So that was around between 2001 and 2003 was like a two year transition for me. So that all happened. And I talked at length about how I did that back in part one of this conversation. So you can get that whole master plan of what I did back then. But I'm also going to talk about what I did recently with the podcast, because here's the thing with following your passion, you have to have a transition plan. If you're going to be moving between jobs, or into a promotion, or you're going to be moving, working in an office environment to working at home, or leaving a job to stay at home and be a mom, all those kinds of things, they're all transitions and you have to have some sort of transition plan. And so for me, when I decided to launch the podcast, my plate had been really full with stuff from the gym for the last couple of years. I had gone through some big transitions with growing the gym, moving locations. We moved locations, as you've heard me talk about before. If you are a longtime listener, we moved the gym location when I was 38 weeks pregnant almost four years ago. My water broke the day after we finished moving the gym. I was laying flooring for three days leading up to going into labor. So that was as fun as it sounds. It actually, it's like something to brag about now. And at the time I was kind of like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm like, I'm going to be a badass. I'm going to lay this flooring down. But looking back, I'm like, I can't believe I was on my hands and knees. And it was so slow going because I was so pregnant. I remember looking at, you know, 15 or 1800 square feet of flooring and being like, oh, I could do this in like three hours. And then it took me three days because you are moving so slow when you're that pregnant. But anyways, part of my transition plan moving every time I've moved the gym or every time I've taken on something more is like I've had to make space for it. So with this podcast, I've moved the gym from 
that 1800 square foot spot to our new location, we have about 2500 square feet. And I did that. And once that was done, that was actually a year long process to find us a new home. It was really stressful, really overwhelming. Seattle real estate is insane. And so once that was done, I was like, Oh, I have time now to focus on something different. Like I actually have this little opening in my schedule where I could actually do a little bit of a passion project. And that's where this podcast was born. And it's funny, because I, you know, like, I don't know why I didn't just say like, why don't I relax a little? But no, like there's been things I wanted to do since Vinny's been born that I haven't been able to do in terms of connecting more with moms. And so as soon as I had the opportunity to do that, as soon as I had things more stabilized with the gym and with that business, I saw this opening and I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. But I was very strategic. I took some steps. I hired some people to help me. I made sure that I was really careful about how I leverage my time and I didn't go after a crazy deadline. So I have a lot of mentors that would say like, take a deadline, cut it in half, just get your stuff out there. There is some great value in that philosophy, but there's also great value in sanity. And so for me, maintaining my sanity and wanting to do something reasonably well, I don't wait to do things until they're perfect anymore. I used to do that. I do not wait till they're perfect, but I do wait until I can roll things out in a reasonable way and in a way that I feel really proud of. And so for me, you know, I probably could have rolled the podcast out in like one to two months. And instead I did it over, it took me about four months to roll it out. I actually worked with a coach during that time, a podcasting coach, and he helped me walk through a bunch of steps for that. And he and I together kind of came up with that timeline. And that made sense relative to some other things that were going on in my life and some travel that I had going on and when my vacations were. Like I didn't want to be on vacation having just launched the podcast and needing to be maybe in contact if there were to be any glitches. So we pushed some things out to protect my time and to protect my sanity in those ways. And I'm so grateful that we did that. And that transition plan was key to me staying sane while adding another big piece to my professional plate. The other thing about transitions is I think it's really important to not put all your eggs in one basket. So when I first became a personal trainer, I trained people out of their houses. I trained out of a couple gyms. I was kind of running all over the place. But the great thing about that was that it allowed me to grow in different areas and kind of see what took off. And so I understand that in a lot of professional capacities, you're not going to have the opportunity to do this. But if you can have, you know, be working part-time at two places while you get familiar with your new profession, I think that's ideal. And I talked about this in the last episode where I was working part-time at my old hospital job while I was building my personal training clientele. That was key for me so that I knew that I had reliable, predictable income coming in from the hospital if the personal training thing was a little slower while I built up my clientele. And then once I had established clientele and I was at a couple different locations, it was actually really helpful that if one location got to be a little slower, generally speaking, another location would pick up a little bit. And so I had my eggs in multiple baskets. Also being in the gym industry, like I'm gonna say there's some crazy gym owners out there and I've worked for a number of them. So I also felt very comfortable knowing that like if something went haywire at one location, I could just be like, okay, like I'm packing things up and I'm going to head over here and work out of this location. And I had to do that once or twice to kind of like make things work for a while. And then once I did get to a place where I was just out of one location, then I started offering multiple streams of income. So I was in one location that was fantastic and I had one-on-one training and I had group training and then I started doing transformation programs. So I had like three streams of revenue coming in while I was building that business. And so I wasn't just relying on one thing. There was definitely a time where I only relied on -on one-on-one personal training and there was a time when that really started to dry up when the economy crashed in 2009 and that was terrifying. 
And that's where I was forced to then decide like, what else can I offer? What can I provide people who can't afford one-on-one personal training right now? This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS. S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. And that's where I came up with this group model. And that group model has expanded and actually become like, it's what's turned into my whole bootcamp model and what's turned into really like the bare bones structure of my gym 
now as it operates. So that was huge. So now today I have the gym and I have multiple streams of income coming in from the gym. In addition to that, I have things going on online. I have my Fit Healthy Moms business, which is just a tiny little business, but it does bring in a little bit of income. And so I have that to fall back on. I have a partnership with another community organization that helps me build clientele at my gym. I have the podcast here. So I'm growing my audience with the podcast and that's going to be able to move me towards monetization and build this into a business at some point as well. I'm kind of keeping my eggs in multiple baskets at all times so that there's always opportunities to grow. I'm never feeling limited by one thing and I'm never feeling stifled by one thing. There's always different things that I can like, okay, like if this thing over here is a little bit slow, let's work on this thing over here. Sometimes that can be very overwhelming to have multiple things to keep track of, but it also is comforting in knowing that if one thing slows down, I have another opportunity with something else and I can piecemeal things together as I need to. And then I can grow the parts that I'm more passionate about as I become more passionate about them or as I decide I want to go deeper into a certain area, I can do that. So I think that's really important. As you're looking into following a passion, how can you diversify that passion as much as possible? How can you kind of expand upon that passion so it's not just one thing? How can you make it multiple things, especially if it's something that you're really passionate about and really excited about? There's often multiple things you can do with it. You can do things in terms of offering a physical service and a personal service. Like, you know, there's people who will offer, like, I'm going to, you know, create something. Maybe it's candles or jewelry or a book or whatever. But then in addition, maybe they're also offering like in person events where they're speaking and motivating people or they're doing, you know, there's people like healers who are, in addition to doing one on one body work with people, they're also doing community events where they're speaking to large groups of people and getting their names out there. So there's endless ways as you're looking to move from one venture to the next, there's endless ways to be able to diversify yourself so that you aren't just relying on one little thing. That takes some time for sure. Initially focus on the one little thing, get the one little thing going, but then over time diversify yourself so that you aren't relying 100% on that one little thing. That also keeps things interesting. I know that when I did one-on-one personal training, I really loved my clients, but it got a little boring over time because it was very much like the same thing day in, day out. As much as I love those people and I really valued those relationships, and I really loved helping those people. The monotony of one-on-one personal training did get to me over time. And I did talk about in the last episode, like I'm not someone who likes every day to be the exact same. As much as I love things in my life to be like very predictable and very stable, I also like to have things be different from day to day. So, you know, that one of the things I talked about in the last episode in part one was that I knew I had considered going back and getting my master's in teaching and going into elementary education. And what really held me back was knowing that like every day would be the same. That was a huge downfall for me that I didn't want to do that. I had done that in the hospital environment in one position in the hospital in particular and really learned that I don't thrive in that environment. So next besides or outside of transitions is creating space. So it's super important when you are following a new passion or working toward a new goal that you are putting in small bits of time each day. So usually when you have other things on your plate, like motherhood and family management and another career, maybe that you're transitioning out of one and into another, it can be very challenging to dedicate time every day to something new. So finding time, hopefully it's every day. It might be you know every few days or it might be every other day, but dedicating, having consistent dedicated time to focus on one goal related to building your passion. And so just focusing on one thing, it doesn't need to be focusing on 18 things, focusing on one thing and a small amount of time on a very regular basis. And I know we talked about this when I had Lori Kennedy on in episode eight, she talked about her morning magic time. And for her, it's like from five to 7am. She's 
sits down and there's things that she has to get done every day during that time, because for her, that is when her brain is just in its best place. And so that's when she gets, if there's something that she needs to make progress on, that's when she's going to focus on it between five and 7am. This is when I see a lot of entrepreneurs who are moving between things. This is when I see them doing a lot of their best work is getting up first thing. And before the day gets in the way, you knock out something really significant and really substantial. And this is a great time for parents to get up because oftentimes it's your only time before the kids are up where you can get up and knock something out. And so getting up and using that early morning time to get something done, to make progress in an area of your life can be super, super powerful. So whether it's taking care of yourself by exercising and meditating, or if it's working toward a professional or personal goal or a passion goal, all those things, super, super important. And that early morning time can be really, really magical. Like as Lori talked about in episode eight here on the Shameless Mom Academy, another time would be after bedtime. I suck at this. I cannot do this. Some people do it very well. I am not one of them. I was recently listening to Kimra Luna, who is an online entrepreneur and business coach. And she was talking about how she does most of her work between like 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. And that's when she just knocks out a ton of stuff. And then she has three little kids and apparently they sleep in because she doesn't get up till nine. <laughs> and Or maybe your husband gets up with them. I don't know. But um, that's like her magic time. That is not my magic time. Like Vinny goes to bed and I'm done. He's in bed and I'm like, oh my God, I I can barely keep my eyes open to watch like one TV show with my husband. So another person and a colleague of mine, Mark Costas. So Mark has a podcast called Six Figure Side Gig, which is a great podcast. And Mark is such a nice guy. He's actually a dentist. He owns multiple dental practices and he also has multiple side gigs, very successful businesses where he coaches dental practices. He also coaches business owners. He's such a great guy. He has I believe he has four small children, at least three, but I think it's four. So his podcast is great. And he's really open about how he manages his time. And for him, it's also after bedtime. He comes home from work. He plays with the kids. He spends time with his wife. After dinner, he'll sit down with his wife for like an hour, have a glass of wine. And then his wife will go to bed nine, 10 ish, and he'll knock out three hours of work working on his side gig. Again, I cannot do that. I would much rather like, I would rather get up at three or 4am and do that than get and work at night. But that's what works for him. And that's what is allowed him to move out of being a dentist, practicing in his dentistry practice, working one-on-one with patients. When I first met him, he was like, all I do is work with like blood and saliva and pus all day. It's disgusting. He's gone from that to managing multiple practices and coaching other dentists and just having like this extreme growth and extreme success by just doing a couple hours a day at the end of his day, focusing on his side gig. So he's a super inspirational guy and really one of the most kind, genuine people you will ever meet. So I'm going to make sure I link up to his podcast in the show notes over at shamelessmom.com. So you can make sure to head over and you can find a link to his podcast, but it's called Six Figure Side Gig with Mark Costas. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. 
So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune in, tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. So making sure that you have those little bits of time very specifically dedicated to moving toward a goal is so, so important. I know that every Monday I make a list of the things I need to accomplish each week. And each week within that list, the list might have, you know, 15, 20 things on it. Some of them are of varying degrees of significance. I make sure that I note the top three. And this is something I learned with my most recent business coaching program called Strategic Coach is I learned to identify my three crucial results. So it's the three things that I have to accomplish this week in order for my business or my life to move forward towards specific goals. So I'll have my big list of like 20 things to do, but then I have my small list of three crucial results. And I also, with my clients, I talk about this as my GSD list, which is my get shit done or my get stuff done list, where these are like the three things that have to happen. I don't care if no laundry gets done. I don't care if like we eat out every night. I don't care if the house is a disaster and there's food on the floor and there's mail on the table. Like these three things have to get done for this week to be considered a success. And most other things take the back burner. So super important to identify those things. And then those are the things that you're working on in those little windows where you create space every time to work on this new thing or follow a new passion. Okay. So next is be prepared to hustle, but hustle smarter. I'm not a big fan of hustle because I think, especially when it comes to following a new passion and especially in the entrepreneur space, I think there's kind of this way of like showboating around hustling. That's like, well, I don't ever sleep and I just hustle all the time. And like, I'm up until one and I get up at four and because I just want to get so much done and I'm making millions and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like it's kind of this like competition to like who can be busier and who can look like they're doing more. And I don't think that's productive and I don't think that's a sustainable way to live. But I do think that there's an ebb and a flow. And Lewis Howes talks about this on the School of Greatness, which I'm going to talk more about the School of Greatness in a little bit. But Lewis Howes on his podcast, The School of Greatness, does talk about hustle. And he talks about it in the context of seasons, which I really like. And so he kind of relates it to sports seasons. And so there's like the preseason, then there's the in-season, then there's the postseason and the off-season. And I don't know all specifically what terms he uses and not being a super athlete. I don't know what all the technical terms are, but those are just kind of a quick general synopsis. So there's a time when you're like, 
ramping up to something. There's a time when you're in it and you're totally in it. And then there's a time when you're coming down off of it. And then there's a time to recover from it. And so the idea is that you're not always in this like 110% all, you know, full speed ahead mode because that is cumbersome and wearisome and that's not sustainable. And I don't think that building a life that's not sustainable is reasonable, but you do want to be able to, you have to at some point hustle a little to build a different life if you want a life that's dramatically different than the life you're living right now. And so being open to the idea of, okay, I'm going to hustle a little right now. For the next couple of weeks, I'm really going to push myself. That might mean that my sleep is a little compromised. It might mean that my, you know, some of my other things get pushed by the wayside. I'm really going to focus on these couple goals and get these things done. Not at any cost, like not at the expense of family survival and safety and those kinds of things are not at the expense of like your relationship with your spouse, but also letting it be known within the family that like, this is what I'm really focusing on. And I would love any support that you can give me. And we'll get to that in just a minute. We'll talk about support. So being prepared to hustle, but then also being aware of like, this is a finite amount of time. I'm not going to hustle forever. I'm not going to hustle for a year. I'm going to hustle for like a few weeks, maybe a month. And then there's going to be a downside to that where we're like, okay, we're done hustling. And now it's okay. Like now I can watch a movie with my partner. Now we can go out for date night. Now I can spend more time with my family. Now I can maybe take a nap. Now I can read a book for pleasure. Like there's a downside, a downtime for hustling as well. It's not just all hustle. So be prepared to hustle, but also be aware of hustling smarter. And when you are in that hustle mode, be really aware of getting rid of the things that waste time so that when you're in hustle mode, you do still have some time to yourself. You do still have some time for self-care. You do still have time for family because maybe you've taken yourself off social media. Maybe you've taken TV out of the equation for a while. Maybe you've stopped reading. Maybe you've taken a few other commitments off your plate so that when you're in that hustle mode, you're super laser focused on the thing that you want to accomplish. But that doesn't mean that you have to give up everything that you really love and cherish and value. It might mean that there's some things that you don't love and cherish and value so much that you can kind of push off to the side for a little bit. And maybe they don't ever even need to come back. Like maybe it's okay if you don't do the thing with the PTA forever again, or maybe it's okay if you like don't volunteer for everything at school, or maybe it's okay if if you don't always do your grocery shopping, maybe you have your groceries delivered now forever. Like that's okay. Maybe you send your laundry out. Someone recently was like posted on my Facebook wall. Hey, actually it was Lori Kennedy. She's like, Hey Sarah, I thought of you. I sent my laundry out to have it done. And I was like, Oh, that's magical. I love it. So when you're in that hustle mode, like find outsource some other things and be okay with that. So number four here is knowing where your support is. So know who you can count on, your spouse or your partner for sure. If you have a spouse or partner in the picture, maybe other family support. If you have family near you who are going to help out with childcare, maybe some people are gonna like help bring you some meals. Maybe there's some people, neighbors that you could trade childcare with or have set up playdates with. All those kinds of things, super, super important so that you know what your time is going to look like and when your time will be your own. That's gonna be really important. Financial support, knowing that if you're going to step back from work or make this transition, finances are going to be impacted by that. Knowing what that looks like in advance and planning around that, planning for that can be super, super important and super helpful so that you're alleviating stress and you're not having to be paranoid about the money component. Also time support in terms of childcare arrangements and just time management in general. So knowing what that time that's blocked off. So like your husband or your partner knows, okay, from five to seven, like that's mommy's work time. That's mommy's focus time. We're not going to interrupt her. But then 
like from seven to nine, she's going to be in it. She's going to be totally helpful and able to get the kids ready for school, whatever. And then she's going to go back to her focus time once the kids are in school. So it's like a family agreement that like your husband's on duty from five to seven, then you're on duty from seven to nine. Or maybe that's something that happens in the evening that's similar to that. But there's might be some tag teaming. There might be some babysitting, babysitters involved as well. And then once you've identified that magic time, protect it fiercely. Let that magic time be a huge source of support for you. So if that is early morning, or if it is, you know, maybe it's your lunch hour at your current job for one hour a day on your lunch hour, you can focus on something else that can drive you toward a new passion or toward a new goal. Know whatever that time is, identify it and then protect it fiercely. Okay, next is be kind to yourself, but also be fierce. So being kind to yourself sometimes will give you the opportunity to let yourself off the hook. So being kind to yourself doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to skip my workout today because I'm feeling kind of tired. No, 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 no. And it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm not going to like reach out for that connection or that person who maybe could help me with this project because they might say no. No, 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 no. You can be kind to yourself and say like, I acknowledge fear. I acknowledge fatigue. I acknowledge this is totally out of my comfort zone. I acknowledge that I've never done this before and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to be fierce and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it because what's the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that could happen if I start a workout that I don't feel like doing is that I have to quit halfway through. Oh, well, the worst thing that can happen if I ask someone to help me with something is they might say no. Oh, well, I'll go ask someone else. The worst thing that can happen if I reach for a goal and I don't make it, you maybe don't make that goal, but you reach something else and you learn a whole lot on the way. So you haven't really lost. So don't let yourself off the hook by being kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself in order to take care of yourself for the sake of self-preservation and sustainability. So rest when you need to rest put yourself to bed early, but don't sleep in because you're tired. There's a difference there. Does that make sense? Sleep in maybe because you've designated a sleep in day. Don't sleep in because you just don't feel like getting out of bed today. So there is a very fine line between being kind to yourself and letting yourself off the hook. So be kind to yourself, but also be fierce. Lastly, I want you to follow those who have gone before you. So a lot of times when we're trying to follow a new passion or reach a new goal, or trying to make space for something new in our life, we get started and then we get stuck and then we stop. There's a million people who have done a million amazing things And there's a million resources out there that tell you exactly how these people have done what they did. And these people want to share and they want to help you. And there are so many ways to be inspired by other people. So for me, I get this through podcasts. Well, I read a lot of books, but I also get it through listening to other podcasts. So follow those who have gone before you and listen to what they have to say. Learn lessons from people who have already done there and who have already been there and they've totally screwed it up. There's a lot of great resources and podcasts, especially because there's so many great interviews where you can hear so many stories of people who have set out to do amazing, amazing things. So now I'm going to get back to Lewis Howe's School of Greatness because that's one of the first ones I want to mention to you. But I'm going to give you a list of podcasts that I would recommend for those of you who are wanting to be inspired by other people and other people's journeys and goals and following their passions. And I will make sure I link to all these in the show notes. So you can find these all over at shamelessmom.com and over at Following Your Passion Part 2. Lewis Howe's School of Greatness is excellent. He's always interviewed interviewing different kinds of entrepreneurs, different kinds of people who follow their passion. So some are entrepreneurs, some are not. Some are, I mean, he's interviewed Sean Johnson, the gymnast. He's interviewed a ton of different entrepreneurs. He's interviewed some amazing athletes. He's interviewed you know, just people who are hugely, hugely inspirational, great authors, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert, almost anyone I can think of, any amazing person I can think of he's interviewed. Another one for specific to entrepreneurs is Youpreneur by 
by Chris Ducker. He does a lot of interviews as well. Lewis Howes and Chris Ducker have both interviewed the girls, the women from Simple Green Smoothies, and they are two moms. I believe their names are Jen and Jada. They are two moms that have an amazing story about start following their own passion and starting their own business together. And now they're like multimillionaires and they just have this insane, they have an insane success, but it's all from following a passion and wanting to help other people. And they're just the sweetest women. I act like I'm friends with them. They're the sweetest ladies. I want to be friends with them. So next is Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas, who was hugely inspirational to me when I was starting my podcast. And he talks to all sorts of different kinds of entrepreneurs. Elizabeth Dialto is a colleague of mine, a friend. She used to be in the fitness world and now she works with women. And she really works with women on finding themselves and helping them identify their passions. Like sometimes we know we're not happy, but we don't even know where to go. So in order to identify our passions, sometimes we have to do some work on ourselves. And Elizabeth D'Alto has her podcast, Untame the Wild Soul. And she has amazing conversations with women about just trying to identify what you really want in life and learn how to go after it. Along the same lines, Shalene Johnson, huge fitness megastar, but she also does a lot with empowering women and helping you learn how to grow in different areas and also learn how to follow your passions and define what those might be. So she has the Shalene show and she has Build Your tribe. And the last is Ask Gary V with Gary Vaynerchuk. You can follow, he's all over social media. He has his podcast, which is podcasts are pretty short episodes. He has a number of excellent books, but he's a great person who just always has really good life lessons and also really good practical lessons. So sometimes it's super practical, like how to use Snapchat to build business, which might be not quite what you're looking for right now, but he also has really great life lessons on how to live a better life, be a better person, have, you know, like live with better morality and all sorts of great things like that. So those are some really good resources for you. And I'm going to make sure those are all linked up in the show notes. So those are your tips for this part two of following your passions is plan your transitions, create space for yourself, be prepared to hustle, but hustle smart, know where your support is, be kind to yourself, but also be fierce and follow those who have gone before you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. So with that, I am off to go pick up Vinny. If this episode has been helpful to you, make sure that you share it with other people. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com. You can get the links to this show and you can find all of our other episodes. If this is your first time listening in, know that we release episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe. If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, that will take you right to our iTunes page and you can hit the subscribe button so you get immediate access access to all of our episodes as soon as they're released. And then you can also leave a review while you're there. We love getting reviews of what you think of the show and hearing what you love. And then lastly, thanks so much for listening. I hope that this was a really helpful episode. If you are inspired to follow your passion, please email me. Let me know. You can contact me at info at shamelessmom.com. I love hearing from you. I love hearing what you're up to and I love being able to engage and connect with you. So please do feel free to reach out and let me know what you're up to and how I can help support you and any questions you have. I would love to answer any questions that you have. So I will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful day and whatever you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. 
Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.